Run into the ground. We're back. Another week. Just me and Andrew. The good old boys. I always hope you're going to say another great guest. <laughs> I mean, I've always wanted to be another great guest. I don't like, I don't like lying to the listeners. <laughs> I bet. Oh, oh man. Uh I'm I'm fucking dragging dragging my ass over here. I'm tired. Hey, I don't man. know about you. I mean same, you know. It's been a week. Somehow. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> I thought today was Monday. It's not Monday. It's not Monday. That's it's, an in, that's an incredibly uh middle class fancy thing to say, but um <laughs> I don't know. Oh boy. Yeah, I it's catch up. Yeah, the everything's all fucked up. Um I mean, I was doing good. I mean, today, today was just like tired, tiring. I know, I know, everyone loves our our fast food experiences, but I had, I had a weird one today. I was out on a gig with my buddy, and uh, we were at uh, Chipotle for the first time. And you know, like half the fun of Chipotle is like watching them make everything for you, kind of like you get to like lean over that sneeze guard and and kind of like you're see what you're leaning. what you're feeling that day, you know. You're not leaning. Uh, I don't know if I like it because I feel like someone else is on my lunch journey with me. I like, like that. I don't like I don't, we're I don't, like you and I, we're a team. I don't this. like to travel or alone, if I'm you know? like or if I'm like I need I need the preparation of my food to be like one set of hands removed from mine. I need I need the good. spiritual guidance of the uh the Chipotle attendant. Yo, I it's an art form, dog, that they have since lost. Uh if someone from Chipotle corporate happens to be listening, um you guys suck. Yeah. Well, so this time we walked in there and they they said, "Oh, we're not taking in-person orders. You have to like go sit off to the side and order from the app." And then pick up your order in like a to-go bag, even to like eat it in. I just can't believe in restaurant on suite, if you will. I but can't, I can't believe this is where we are. It's just such a weird system. <laughs> like it's just like I don't know if it if it means one less person to like work the front, or like one extra person to work the back. You know what I mean? Yeah, Does that make but sense? if you think about it, I mean like. Look, I'm the first to admit I think it's probably the best of both worlds, right? Like some service worker doesn't have to take it off, you know, a bunch of humps all day. Um, you know, and like and there's no room for error. And if there is an error, generally the onus is on, you know, the person who didn't type it in right. Right, yeah. which is you, because you're inputting everything. Yeah, so it's yeah. kind of the best of both worlds, I guess. It's except it's just for like, when I want that human touch. I know I need that human Chipotle touch. Chipotle gives me that human touch <laughs> that you're so good, so you lacking. Know? You, know, uh, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest with you. I think, and this concept has to exist, but there's got to be a pizza equivalent, right? Maybe I mean, mod pizzas like that. Wouldn't wouldn't Domino's be like that technically? Yeah, but you don't do that in person. Oh uh, well, true. I mean, but yeah, it's it's mostly an online app building experience, you know. Uh, I I mean, I had a fucking I have I got a lot to talk about in my week. I don't know about you. Yeah, I could go. Did you uh? What what did you do this Labor Day? Did you have a good weekend? A long weekend? What did I do? 
I know I did something. I mean, you're fun employed at the uh, moment, but yeah. So it's all Everything it's all one just, long weekend for yeah. you, baby. Um, uh, I, you know, I guess nothing. <laughs> I, I, Using I, all that time well. Yeah, <laughs> we went to the you went to the playground a lot. Um, gee whiz. So are are you <laughs> no longer just daddy? bedtime you're now daddy daytime as well oh yeah you know i'm uh, I'm, I'm always around i don't have uh, <laughs> my time dominion keeps spreading but you know luckily that expectation stays low on my wife's behalf so <laughs> we can keep i can keep cruising oh boy yeah so that, that's you just i had feel a lot of- like i'm just like admitting the bad dad <laughs> No, I think you're a good dad because you have so Uh-oh. much time to spend with your child, you know? Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, well, before the, before the long weekend, I came home. I, I went for my, my niece turned two. So I went for my niece's two-year-old birthday party. Mm-hmm. Uh, f- social event of the, of the year so far. Sure. Um, <laughs> and I come home back to Jersey City. My roommate's gone. Um, I'm home like maybe maybe less than an hour. I'm putting my laundry away. I go downstairs to use the good use the good bathroom with the bidet, as mm. one does, mm-hmm. and uh, I see kind of flashing red lights reflecting off my kitchen cabinets. Mm-hmm. And I'm and you know in my head that's not an unordinary scene. We uh, the fire fire department's like two blocks down. They come down our street all the time. But I look out our, our front window, and there's a fireman staring back at me with like his hand cupped over his forehead to see in my window. And oh, I'm like, no. Oh, okay. Privacy, first of all. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, what the fuck's going on? And sure enough, our our there's a fucking gas leak. Like the the neighbor's uh carbon monoxide meter is going off. Mm. And And you can't hear it. Well, so we were gone. Like I said, oh, I was gone all weekend. I was gone right. Friday through Sunday. My roommate was gone, I think, pro- I think mostly Friday through Sunday as well. And they come in. They're like, oh, because there's construction going on in the unit above ours. So mm-hmm. they're like, can we go upstairs and check that there's no like leak up in the, you know, with the construction? I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course. So take mm-hmm. them upstairs. And then... They have the little, like, gas meter wand thing, and the, the, the carbon monoxide meter is not going off, which is good. Gas meter is not going off either, though. We, they're like, oh, can we check out your place real quick, too, just to be sure? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, no problem. Oh, it's coming from inside the house. As soon as they come down our stairs into the kitchen, fucking alarm bells are going oh off like crazy. <laughs> crazy. You're the problem. Uh, so, no, no carbon monoxide. Um, issues. So the, mm-hmm. the issue that was actually going off in the neighbor's house was not from us. Um, but they found a different problem, and is that we have a wow, what is that fr- crazy gas leak in our stove? What and and in our like hot water heater room? Wait, did you get a new stove? No, <laughs> oh. it was like it was the like the emergency shutoff valve was leaking on both. <sighs> On both the stove and the one that's for the the hot water heater. Man, what are the odds of and, all of these things happening? And it's very funny because Gotta there be. there is like a slight gas smell in my kitchen. I've lived here almost two years. Mm-hmm. I don't recognize it anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, people, new people who come into the home, 
will mm-hmm. notice it. My roommate, uh, a number of years ago, actually had PFCG come out to check it. Mm. And the guy showed up and said it was no, it wasn't enough to like warrant fixing anything, which what doesn't sound like fuck? great advice. And then proceeded to stalk my roommate for like Ooh. a year, like texting her That's... and like showing up to the house. Yeah. Like, so obviously she didn't like want to call PSE&G back. <laughs> no, never. Because I think she told them about it and they like were not interested in hearing about it. You know what other weirdo profession does that? Cable? Cable company? Tattoo artists. <laughs> really? Yeah, I mean, you know, you have to fill out all that information when you get tattooed. Oh. So if you get tattooed somewhere, your information's on file. And those guys can be creepy. You know, I think every every person with a tattoo is a criminal, so it makes a lot of sense. Oh man! I mean, and if I you want to, and if you want to meet hot tattooed women, uh, a tattoo place is a pretty good <laughs> a good so place wrong. to do it, I suppose. There's been uh, one of those meme accounts made like a no tattoos in heaven shirt. <laughs> but they are really throwing their weight behind, and I think it's like. 30 percent funny i, I like very poor execution but yeah the, i the i company love, i'm i'm at that point where my chest tattoo just looks like a like a blob of colors oh uh, yeah there's like not a, a lot it's, of it's, it's like a child's here. drummer uh, you know, a child's drawing at this point mm-hmm. you know uh which is great because that's when it's cool to start showing it off. Like that's oh, when I'm like yeah. doing that extra button on my shirt sure, down you know sure. like 10 years in 12 years in now is the time to show it off Every After all the artistry is, you know, blurred together. Every once in a while, I'll catch somebody looking, like, at my tattoos, and I can tell they're thinking, like, what? It, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> like, let me make sense of something. I, and, I got, uh, r- remind me, because I, I have got, a story about really that. bad arm tattoos. From this weekend, I have a story about that. No, give it uh, to me. But yeah, so, going back to the firemen, mm. a lot of men in my house, mm-hmm. not a fan. Uh, with with their shoes on, no less. No, thank Jesus you. Jesus Christ. Um, but Thanks, they waited for PSCNG to show up. PSCNG showed up. They ran their wand around. Uh, normally in gas leaks, there's like a parts per million reading, uh-huh. and, and this was in parts per gallon. This was this, this was in the percentage. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Not good. Uh, and yeah, they turned our gas off. We had someone come out and fucking fix it, and it was yeah, annoying. but like right away. Uh, the next morning, we we so had our gas you, back on within 24 hours. So you couldn't take a hot shower. No, but you it was back on. It was back on um, by like 2 p.m. the next day, and I had a date that night. I almost went to go like shower at the gym, uh, but the, the it was back on. It was good to go. I was showered and clean uh, for my my appearance, but just like a weird moment. Like I said, like you said, like a lot of things that added up to like being a thing but uh my question is like am i gonna get smarter now have i been living in a house with a, a brutal gas leak for two years like am i gonna like be fucking should i take the sats again maybe we need to listen to your like old <laughs> podcast and sort of like use truly, those as a as a big a, sample size yeah yeah truly a gas watch, leak uh, experience you can watch the uh the decline in real time yeah, yeah, we'll we'll blame that on the gas leak. Um, but 
Just uh, yeah, like my my roommate literally sits in front of that stove every day, like working from home. Like, is her adult oh, ADHD I... going to be cured now? <laughs> like, yeah. she's lived here like a decade. <laughs> man. Oh man! So uh, to escape the gas leak, I went to Central PA, mm. my my second home, and uh, I went to Hershey Park for the first time, oh, like a long ass time. A twisted place. Oh man! Uh, I I thought the place was pretty sweet. Um, oh. I went on Candemonium, <laughs> <laughs> and it it's like the it's like the first like it reminded me of like Nitro at Great Adventure if if you're familiar, uh, like like tall and partially. steep, no no real sure. flips but tall and steep. Right. Uh the the girl didn't like click my thing down all the way. Yeah, they never do. So my ass was like off the seat. Oh man, um, they never do. My my Nobody friend I was ever with clicks your thing down. You ah, know? My my friend who's uh who's a little larger than I, like it wasn't clicking quite all the way. Oh no. And the the girl put her whole hip into it. Oh, and then she he was like paralyzed. Oh, <laughs> but oh. Uh, I turned around to the entire ride at the end, and I was just like, well, "That was candemonium," <laughs> and everyone's just like, "Oh, god damn it!" Um, oh, I hate yeah, it was it was great, but uh, we rode the you know the candy tour, we rode the uh, the candy the candy train. Mm-hmm, yeah, um, it was great. It was it's a good a time. See. I got oh, I got a speeding ticket, like a a radar, like a speed camera ticket today. Okay. It just arrived in the mail like a few hours Ooh, ago. Freshy. But uh, it was it was just a warning. I was doing twenty over in a construction zone. Um, but it What's had a the construction f- zone fifty five. Fifty five, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But, and I looked at it and it has like the nice picture of my license plate, and my mm-hmm. license plate says "Rad" with five A's, which is hilarious to see on like government forms. <laughs> <laughs> um. But uh. But yeah, it the ticket the fine was zero dollars. It was like we're not finding you any money. You could still request like a court date if you want for some reason, but you're not finding anything unless there's like we have multiple issues of these. I'm like, fuck! How much more was I speeding in PA this weekend? Let me. I think we should. I think we should rally to raise the speed limit. I, I most PA speed limits is like 70 miles per hour, which is better Man. than anywhere in Jersey. I think I want 80. I would like love 80. Cap. There's there's 80 in the Midwest. Like 80 cap. I feel like the I don't know what it is between Phoenix and Tucson, but I remember like moving there from the East Coast and being like that's a ridiculous speed limit. Like I want to <laughs> say it's at 80 or like 75 and I was yeah. like what the Yeah, fuck? no, I, I'm pretty sure when I did that road trip across like the northern route, like Route 80, mm-hmm. um when you're bombing through like Wyoming, right? Idaho, yeah. like I'm pretty sure it's 80 miles per hour. So, yeah, I, it's gotta be right. I like, think so. I mean, and no one's really. I, no, okay. So, just as I a feel thing about like that the problem with speed limits, <laughs> like realistic. There's a fucking fly. Preach, Good shit, I'm being attacked. Um, I feel like the the problem with speed limits is it makes people. It takes their attention away from the road, and instead of watching the road, they're scanning for cops because they're doing something wrong. <laughs> I think if you just like take that aspect, that fear of getting caught out, uh-huh. I think you're fine. 
more yeah. people will naturally migrate to the right lane, hopefully, or like, or that's a you know that's a whole nother issue. We yeah. could solve this right here. We, we we can. This is now a civil engineering podcast. I mean, get him on, um, Judge. <laughs> so get him on. Uh, yeah. Well, just as a quick aside on that, when I drove from New Jersey to Oregon, mm-hmm. I and didn't see a, did a single a single speed trap after I passed. Let's say Pittsburgh. You because they don't care. Once once I was past Pittsburgh nothing i did it's not like, i saw i saw more cops just going the few miles it is from trent new jersey to the pa border than i did the entire like other 2800 miles it's a relic of the old world daniel you <laughs> know i feel like police having a police presence in especially small towns so profitable because there's so many citations. Yeah. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you can feed your city on that. Uh, and that wasn't an option, you know, out west. I would think, right? I mean, that, that, that tracks, it's you just, know. It's a it's a different police this is a, a policing podcast now, <laughs> brought to you by your local uh FOP. Yeah. Um so man, yeah. I hate to be a punisher, but uh, well I'm not I'm not quite done with my PA <sighs> weekend. No, so oh, yeah, speaking of right. punishers though. <laughs> oh, uh I was in PA. I'll skip all the fun stuff I did, but we were we went to Knobles, the largest free admission amusement park in Elidsburg, Pennsylvania. Fantastic place, one of my favorites. We got the pool pass for the day. They have a big, big ass pool with like a high dive and a springboard. I, I'm a different person up there on the springboard. Love I'm diving Dan, doing the jackknifes, clean entry, no splash. Get with it. But I'm sitting in the pool, and uh. Not to be presumptuous, I'm pretty sure this man was gay. But there was a large gay man wearing goggles, f- like literally doggy flapping in an inner tube. And okay. he paddles his way over to me and my friends and starts asking me about my tattoos. Oh. And as a hot guy, I mean, I now know what it's like to be a hot girl with tattoos and how annoying it is to have people ask about them. Because <laughs> the guy was like, I'm oh. not touching this at all. Oh, what do your tattoos mean? They're so colorful. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. I got them all like a decade ago. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, but I want to know like the meaning behind them. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> and my friends were like slowly like, inching away. <laughs> and uh, I was just like, yeah, man, I you know, there are a lot of band references to bands that are now canceled. It, you know, I don't recommend it. It's just because uh, he's like, you know, I just had these two, but I want to get more. And I'm like, yeah, man, I don't know. Student loans paid for these tattoos. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, okay. Well, I'll see you around. And, uh, and that was it. But it was... It was punishing, truly punishing. Man, not I the fact be, that he was gay. The execution I should, I should of your say. story was punishing, but just uh, I don't know. Just ask people asking about well, things. Man, it's it's honestly don't it's don't the, ask me about anything. It's the worst thing to possibly talk about. It really is. Uh, I, I mean, tattoos are a very personal thing to begin with. 
Like, I guess it's just I, like there's uh, anything I got was like spur of the moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm fairly covered. Like, I just have never thought about most of it. None of yeah, it means well, anything. I think tattoos come in two categories like deeply, Ugh. intimately personal mm. or like absolute total like jokes that mean nothing to anybody i think there's a lot of spectrum between those two (laughs) no i think it's a binary and i think it's those two i don't think you can i mean does it count if i if they uh does it count if they start funny and become uh deeply emotional afterwards so I don't even have. I'm just making conversation here. I don't even have that. I have zero connection on any of them. <laughs> exactly. I have an. I have a. I have an Ink and Dagger Simpsons uh, crossover <laughs> tattoo. It's my, it's my finest. My finest moment. I mean, that's good. But that's yeah. The, but that's combining two things on the on both sides of the spectrum. You know, my spectrum totally. Your, your spectrum. Which, it's a personal spectrum. Which, you know, we're about to talk about my personal spectrum. Yeah. This is going to be a very intimate, punishing uh, podcast <laughs> episode. So, yeah, we're talking about Phoebe Bridger's latest uh, LP, Punisher. Came out, what, 2020? Did it? I think so. <laughs> we're both falling asleep over here. Um, it's my eyes. I don't know what's in I, it. I feel like I'm going to be you this episode. What? So, uh, I, I mean, I got to preface it with... I I did like this record. I'm just gonna say that on the top. I do. It's not gonna sound like I liked it, but I did. I did like it. Daniel. I just got. I got some things to say. Then speak your mind. <laughs> well, start I, they're, at the they're, top. They're nuanced things that come across in in dis- within discussion. I think this is a very nuanced record. It is. It is quite nuanced. Um. I really, really love Stranger in the Alps. I yeah. think that's my Phoebe Bridgers record. It's a great record. <laughs> I don't know if it was like a time and place thing. Uh, it was definitely a record I listened to when I worked at the camera shop, so I would have it on all the time. Um, I feel like there's a lot going on on that record. Sure. Uh, I think it's also kind of a more upbeat record, like as a whole. Uh, I don't think I would give you that. Okay. Uh, this record came across like in the middle of the pandemic. Um, when I was mostly listening to music while like out on walks and stuff. Sure. And this is not something I would put on very often. I didn't really put it on at all much. Like I listened to it a few times. But it wasn't like a motivational record that would like get me out the door, get me hot stepping down the block. Um, it would. So I, I fucking I, got him, Dan. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was tracking a fly almost that entire time. I got him. We are good. We are good for now on. Oh my god. I'm, I had to apologize. I'm so Ladies and sorry. Gentlemen, we got the fly. Yeah, uh, we got. Him. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I, I guess I didn't have the time and place to listen to this record properly. And that's kind of why, because I know you absolutely love it. I'm definitely in the minority. Um, and 
I was like, oh, I'm going to be away this weekend. I'm going to have a lot of time in the car. I'm going to be, like, drinking beer on a porch next to a lake. This seems like the good time to kind of get in it more properly than I would uh, you know, elsewhere. And I definitely got into it more than I was previously. Uh-huh. But a lot of times it made me just want to go back and listen to stuff off Stranger in the Alps. I could see that. Yeah. Although, I got to be honest, uh, I... Like another Phoebe Bridgers record is not what I'm reaching for after listening to a Phoebe Bridgers record. Okay. Regardless of how much I love it. <laughs> okay. You know, I I sort of I feel like I reach to uh, old Modest Mouse a lot. Interesting. And I, I thought I was about never, it because never a they Modest just Mouse fan. that tour. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think this record is uh is well, tell a me, master. Tell me why you like it. I mean, I can tell you a dozen reasons why I like it. Do Allow it. me to look at one of the four I wrote down. <laughs> um, okay. So one of the biggest ones for me is how the production and the songwriting like play together. Like it okay. feels like they're both... I don't know. It's it's hard to explain without sounding like a hippie, Daniel. But I mean, you could you could certainly sound like a hippie. If I you just need to. I feel like the I feel like the songwriting uses the production as a vehicle to be more interesting, more expressive. Okay. And then I feel like the studio or the production uses the songwriting as cues for you know. There's a lot of reverb in and outs that sound you know cued by vocals and yeah i don't know i i didn't i don't remember who produced this but i know mike mogus uh who did a lot of work with bright eyes mixed it right so i mean that makes a lot of sense in a lot of the stuff on this um i feel like she there's a lot of elliot smith worship on this record that's not sure an opinion that's, that's a straight that's fact the, that's the straight that's the entire career yeah yeah i mean there's a literal elliot smith tribute song on here I, well it's it's the title track <laughs> it's talking about if elliot smith is still alive how much of a punisher she would be if she met him um but there's also a lot of bright eyes in this with you know obvious reasons as well they're collaborators and uh he did some stuff on this record his you know the guy in, in his band did the mixing. And I like it more when she skews more bright eyes than Elliot Smith. Do you just mean, when you mean bright eyes, what do you mean? Instrumentation? Um, pacing, instrumentation, production, like the ending of i know the end with the kind of the cacophony of sure stress very I mean, it sounds like something from lifted yeah yeah, yeah yeah totally but like but i don't i don't i just don't think like it, it sounds i mean that ending sounds very similar to the end of like i'm wide awake it's morning right i just i i don't know guitar smashing and all i don't know how to word this without thinking like that era of bright bright eyes was like emo for theater kids um, <laughs> Wait, didn't you just you just compare to uh, Smashing Pumpkins to that as well? 
Yeah, I in, mean, in, in a, a previous of, episode, there's a lot of you know colon for theater kids around here, but <laughs> I just think it it evokes a vibe, right? I mean, like, it was it was a vibe. I mean, like like early two thousands, Bright Eyes was like an right. insane force. There was like you like you were wearing a scarf in summer. Not like not you me personally, picture. but people were for sure. Um, I like. I've never the, owned a scarf, the, actually. <laughs> per, oh, I swear to God, never owned a scarf. Ever? Ever. Daniel, how do you keep your neck warm? I don't know. I zip my coat up, flip up that collar. Mm, I don't know. No, never have. I know you do. Like, You're a big scarf. By, by choice? I'm or scarfing down potato been, chips. But you've never sure. been like, I could use a scarf. No, because I don't know what that sensation is like, so I don't miss it. I admittedly came to scarves late in life, but okay. only because I got a late start at winters, <laughs> being like a Florida kid. Yeah, and now and now you're the guy who wears a scarf with a t-shirt and no jacket. That is untrue. <laughs> no, I got the pictures to prove it. No, you don't. Yep. Do you? Yeah, reach out to me directly. I'll send it uh, to you. Not, okay. not you. For a second, listener. I was like, yeah, that doesn't that doesn't sound like something I didn't do. But <laughs> um, no. During I, the dark years. <laughs> no. I, I don't know what my darkest years. I think about what were my darkest years. I think my early teens. They're, they're yet there to was come. A lot of plaid, there was a lot of plaid pants and like oh, God, Doc no. Martin wingtips. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I I got through that in middle school and got that way out of the way before like cell phones existed. Oh no, I was I was early high school with that. <sighs> That's rough. Like dance hall crasher shirts. Oh man, like bowling shirts? No, but bowling shoes definitely. Oh, no. No, I no. Listen to this, and I used to think I was the fucking coolest person alive. With were were they the uh, Velcro ones, or or were they? Yes, of course. Oh no! no. I was. I had uh, bowling shoes, and I had uh, mailman pants. Well, I I do enjoy workwear. I like workwear, so I'll, I'll let the I'll let the mailman pants slide. But it was, mailman pants with bowling shoes, yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, <laughs> that's oh, rough. Oh man, and it like at not scotches. Like, oh, man. I'm going. To, that's I'm barely passable to... in 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 the context of a scotch show. It, like, <laughs> you still might get some looks. <laughs> I know, man. Now, now I feel like a Punisher. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of like my sartorial embarrassment. I mean, I, I've had many. Uh, I owned a Fubu jacket once. Mm. <laughs> like this is like elementary school, but you know. Um, yeah, there was that weird crossover phase of like wearing skate shoes with, like, I don't know, like a teal shirt. Like unbuttoned I, with like a spike belt. Dan, you're that is so vague. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't, like like when you're twelve years old and you discover no effects, you know, like you try to dress what you think a punk dress is like. I was way later than that. Really? <laughs> yeah, I think I. I mean, I was driving the first time I heard no effects. Oh, I'm a I'm a I'm a lifer of the I'm a punk lifer man. I like two two no effects records. Maybe maybe I was eleven even. Mm. 
Like, I was, I was definitely like sixth grade oh, listening wait, to like no, the first like Weezer record. No, that checks out. When, when, uh, what are the two records I like? White Trash and, uh, that was my first uh, NoFX record. And you like probably and Punk, Punk and, Drublik. and Drublik. Yeah. And what year did those come out? Oh, God. I mean, way before I probably found them. But, uh, I'm just wondering if I'm as far behind as I thought I was. <laughs> Let's see here. 92 92 so i definitely no. didn't listen to them in 92 that's yeah, for sure I was, a, I was 11 and you got you got white but trash think, when it first came think, out oh wait when did white trash come out white trash was 92 so what was punk and Drublik? oh i don't know i didn't look that one up that's the one i was looking for you said 90, 94. Okay. So, and and I would have started driving in 97. Damn, you're old. I know. I'm realizing <laughs> this. This is like the least interesting. Yeah, anyway, so, you know, this actually makes me think of that time because the, the thing that I can most... Uh, think about that is similar to this, or at least like, if I'm gonna reach for one, I can reach for for the other. Mm-hmm. Is Ida? If you listen to Ida, no, I don't know what that is. Um, they were, I think they had their own label, and then had some records put out on Polyvinyl. Okay, later later albums. I don't know. Listen to it. Maybe you like it. Okay. Real like you know slow, super melodic. I, I don't though. Like I think I'm realizing oh, well, that. Well then never mind. <laughs> like I'm fuck myself. So that's that's kind of my beef with this record. Maybe a little bit more so than Stranger in the Alps. Because they're I would say over half of this record is the very slow minimal is not the word because it's not minimal. Right. But kind of like the finger picked guitar quietly while like singing in a very like kind of low tempo sure low register um speaking of low registers i mean i don't want to derail you totally uh-huh. the only thing that i hate about this record is that like eight octave below hers uh on uh on the first song what do you mean um on, on the on, chorus on of- dvd menu <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. On the on the chorus of Garden Song, there's that there's that other vocal. That's oh, like that that's apparently like low. her roadie or something like that. Yeah, well, it's it's a weird decision, not one that I think sounds great. <laughs> it makes me feel weird for some reason. I don't like. It feels like there's somebody whispering this behind me. Yeah, yeah. It's so yeah, just like that slow finger pick. Like it's good. Like the lyrics on this record are fantastic. Sure. I love how specific yet like vague they are in a lot right. of ways. Uh, I really enjoy that. I mean, her songwriting is fantastic. There's no denying that. Um, it's, but yeah, it's the stuff that's just slow. It's hard to get me motivated. But then stuff like Kyoto, Chinese Satellite, ICU, I Know the End, fucking rip. And they're 100%. great. And they're my favorite songs on the record. I mean, I think Chinese Satellite is the best song on this record. Hmm. Uh, for me personally, hmm. and 
like they're the fastest ones on this record, but I think the slow songs like in number out out uh number the the fast songs on this record for the most hmm. part. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um I also love the lyrics on this record. They okay. uh you know, super normal stuff. Um she sings it also about very specific things, like mm-hmm. when uh when that Giants fan was beat to death by at a after a Dodgers game. Yeah, yeah. Um you know, I remember when that happened. That's fucking dark, man. Yeah. Um, apparently Connor Oberst told her to write about it. Because apparently she wouldn't sh- she wouldn't shut up about it. <laughs> apparently she was like, oh, I don't know what to write for this. And he was like, you're always talking about that fucking Dodgers fan. <laughs> that guy getting beat up at the Dodgers game. Write about that. And she's like, oh, that's pretty dark, but okay. Yeah, that is super dark. <laughs> um, I think... Yeah, I I remember my first listen to this record, and I remember hearing "I See You" and being like, "This is the greatest song ever." Really? Yeah, there's like, I you know that that intro with that vocal effect, and just it's another like songwriting and studio together makes like, you know, this perfect masterpiece of a song. Which I have a question for you. Okay. It's something that annoys me slightly, and I want to get another person's take on it, or okay. like multiple people when Stephen and Travis text me. Um, what do you think constitutes a single? Mm, that's a great question, actually. Because, I mean, you know, there was a time where like a single was a single, like it yeah. was a song that was sent out on like a you know 45 or whatever and like that was a single well yeah there was like that era that constituted like it had to be under three minutes it had to have like a slight talk up to so the dj could get a word in before the you know before the first you know line of lyrics and uh, you know those things have definitely waned especially with Sure. The radio kind of being a little less and less. And then if I if I understand correctly from like the two like music uh music history classes I had in college, uh-huh. it was like 70s rock records or 70s specific albums were like albums instead of like compilations of singles, they were yeah. you know albums. Well that and that's... so singles then were like mini advertisements for that album, right? Oh. Like, am I, am, I, am I getting this right? I don't know about that. I always remember what my dad talks about like the classic rock era of like the album cut. Right. Because you would get, you know, you'd hear the song on the radio and it was like an edited version mm-hmm. of like a five and a half minute song that was edited down to, you know, three minutes. Right. And you're missing like oh an intro and you're missing a guitar solo and you're missing like the third verse. Like that awful uh I will possess your heart radio <laughs> mix. Like Yeah. Where you're cutting half of the song up. out. Uh or or a great example is one of my favorite songs of all time. Uh have you ever noticed Total I... Eclipse of the Heart. Oh the out al- a... like the actual album version is like six or seven minutes. Man, I can almost it, guarantee you that I've good. done that version at uh at karaoke. Oh, I've done um, it. Well, that's my go-to <laughs> karaoke song. Yeah. And, I wonder uh, if that's a lot of people's go-to karaoke oh, it's song. It's such it's legit like 
unapologetically one of my favorite songs. It's so goddamn good. I found the album at the thrift. Uh, Do you think it's a punishing thing to sing? I mean, I it's punishing when I sing it because I I get aggressive with a microphone in my hand. Interesting. Um, a friend of the pod, former guest Mitchell Wilczek, uh, had his yeah, birthday. Notorious, notorious, oh, uh, the most notorious karaoke uh, man, karaoke enthusiast. Oh, so good. I haven't done karaoke with him in so long. It makes I've me sad. I've never done karaoke. Oh, with he him. had a birthday at Sporting uh, Roebling Sporting Club Roebling in Williamsburg. Sports Club. Oh my it God. was like forty people, maybe fifty. Oh. And we're there, and we kind of have a place to ourselves, and then, like, a wedding rehearsal dinner came in. So all of a sudden, there's, like, another 40 people, all wearing, like, suits. And uh, I get up there. that's, like, sort of perfect, right? You have... Oh, it was so perfect. two distinct parties. It's, like, another party. They walked in right before I got called up to do Total Eclipse of the Heart, and I'm... And they stayed? Oh, yeah. I got them involved. I like when when I used to when I toured with dads do a shot. Um, you can uh, we I did. Um, they for some reason wanted to cover Pantera, uh, Strength Beyond Strength, and because like the intro was kind of the outro of one of their songs, so it just went into the first verse and chorus. Uh-huh. And I did the vocals, and I would literally like aggressively run into a crowd of very scared emo children and uh and it's kind of the same when i when i get up there and sing total eclipse of the heart i there's a picture of me literally like grabbing a man's suit jacket screaming into his face (laughs) okay look i i I feel like i make fun of you for this shit all the time and i have to come clean okay um I had a band that played officially two shows. Um, I'm not even going to say the name because it's embarrassing, but it was like the loosest screamo band I had ever been in. Love it. The drummer drummer was really good. Um, The kid who played guitar just made noise. The dude who played bass was like an actual like gross punk dude. Um, (laughs) And like the whole thing was like, as long as everybody starts and ends at the same time, like <laughs> yeah, this is gonna exactly. sound like a song. That's the perfect, and, uh, yeah, like basement screamo band. It's great. We played uh, the first show. We played, of course, we like wore suits, yeah. thrift store suits, because like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm I'm 19. And I'm like I'm making a statement <laughs> here uh, at like a punk show that was all 16 year old bands. Um, and like the first song, I just drop kicked a kid who was sitting, standing directly in front of me. <laughs> and the look on his face as he flew away was like, why is this <laughs> happening right now? And it stuck with me for the rest of my just this panic like, this isn't supposed to happen. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's literally me. Violent like, dickhead. Like, first note stage dive. Like immediate charging the audience, whether that audience is is at a show or in a at, you know trying to have drinks after their wedding uh, rehearsal dinner. It's uh, if I got the microphone, um, it's a hardcore show. If I got the mic, you know, um, I've, I've never been the front man of a band. I've never had that opportunity. Always wanted to. Um, so the closest thing I can get is 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 karaoke. I'll, I'll try to post the picture in the in the little image uh, carousel 
on our uh we post this on instagram when it goes up i think i think here we go here's the plan <laughs> okay whenever the goal my goal is to do have us do a live show mm-hmm. um it's just and me think, running into the audience as soon no, as I pick up I the think, mic. <laughs> I think it has to be followed up by live band karaoke. <laughs> can we can we uh can we podcast from the from the crowd so there's no no barrier between us and the and the audience? Yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> to show yeah. that we're no better than them. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Is that look like a like a sad comic book signing? Oh no, we'll still make um, everyone sit on the floor like a ghost mice show, oh, you know. Fuck. Like a fucking Joan of Arc. And, show. and we'll both we'll both sit on our suitcase that had all our cables in it. <laughs> oh, this is sounding bad all of a sudden. So what else don't you like about this record? Because there's got to oh, be more. Uh, I think I think the thing is it's 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 great, but not engaging in the ways I need music to engage me mm. in the ways I currently listen to music. Okay. Like I said, if this came out while I was working somewhere that I could have it on, this is a record without swear words, but right. it's cool enough that I could put in a shop and it's not going to listen to the radio. Right. That's exactly kind of why I think I dug into the first, uh, you know, the first um, Phoebe Richards record, you know, and, but there's a lot of interesting stuff on that record. Like, I think Georgia is an incredible song, like oh, yeah. all the weird shit on Scott Street is cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Motion Sickness is a smash. Uh, I was actually just looking at the... Uh, the Phoebe Bridgers Spotify page in motion sickness. Guess guess how many more plays it has than and than the the second highest played song, which is Kyoto. Yeah, I said guess. Not I'm, look it up. I'm thinking. Okay. Um, how many more? I I can't double triple. One hundred million more plays. And how many does Kyoto have? 91 million. So it has... 191 million plays. That's insane. <laughs> but I mean, it is, that's not insane, right? Like it's, That's pretty that's insane. Not like, that's not pop music insane. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess, but that's not... Indie how artist many, insane, uh, you okay. know, normal either. How many plays does Let It Be have? <laughs> You're no, comp- I'm this. I'm not comparing the two, but I think you need like, hold on, oh, not Let It Me. Ugh. Okay, Let It Be has four hundred and eighty-nine million. Oh, that's way less than I would have thought. Never yeah. mind. My whole that's only like half. Yeah. I mean double. It, it, I, it's it, it's a little bit more than that, but like not much more. Yeah, like like two thirds more, you know, three times more, something like that. Fuck. Um, but that's also a song, you know, technically that's been around since like the sixties, you know, <laughs> or seventies, right. or I don't know when the fuck it came out. But uh yeah, I don't know. I mean Wait, wasn't that maybe the Beatles isn't a good I mean stuff that's like didn't pop the Beatles music, come to that? Like if you look yeah, up, I'm like, trying to think of like what's what's like Ariana Grande or something. Ariana Grande oh, is a good yeah, I guess that's closer. I yeah. don't know who a Ariana lot of her Grande stuff is, is in like the billions. 
You know, with a B. Oh my B. fucking god! But she has fifty-two oh million monthly listeners. Fucking god! That song has a billion plays. Oh, almost two billion. Oh my god! You're right. There's yeah. more. Yeah, but what other indie bands have almost two hundred million plays on on anything? You know? Yeah, I. I'm trying to think of any indie band who would. Two hundred million? Like what's like the national god? I'm trying to think of like Well uh, people in her lane. I will follow you into the dark has two hundred and fifty-two. Okay. I mean the national's biggest song has one hundred and thirty four million. I need my I need my girl. Yeah. Uh and let's just for fun, bright eyes. Let's see. One thirty four. So, first day of my life, not unexpectedly, has 244 million plays. I, I'm saying, she's a phenom. Oh, there's no denying that. But, yeah, it's it's nice to kind of put these things into perspective, but it's, uh, I mean, it's crazy. But yeah, I mean, that first record, like I said, is great. Back to the original point of, uh, just like, again, it's like a time and place thing. I listened to this album for the first time in full, like while laying on my landlord's, like, couch that was in our living room, because uh, we, we didn't have a TV in our living room in the old place, and mm. uh, just, like, listening to it on, like, a hot summer COVID day. And I was like, holy shit, this record's good, but then didn't find myself in the proper setting to, like, listen to it properly again. And that's kind of why this is, like, a circling back episode, because literally, like, I put the record down more or less for two years you know i can't i can't think of a single day after this record came out for at least that first year that i didn't listen to it twice a day that's crazy like i can't think of you know i that was like peak covid right yeah oh yeah so we were like taking super long walks or i was taking super long walks is this I is this like to that record is this what you listen to when you're walking now. though sure like, this doesn't when have I'm the walking, pace i need to like keep that uh, going no it's fine it's great what do you listen to when you were you don't listen to aggressive music when you work out do you i listen to aggressive music almost all the time <laughs> okay well that, i mean uh for this this era, like a lot of walking stuff, I was listening to. I think I went down an old like Norma Jean rabbit hole, like a lot of Christian Christian hardcore for a bit. But that's wild. You're a, a wild individual. A big one for sure was. Uh, do you ever listen to Health at all? No. Health. They kind of sound like. Um. That's Fuck. a fucking. That's a great band name, though. Oh, health is so good. Uh, but they kind of sound like goth Silver Sun pickups, if that makes all sense. All in, uh, cap in all caps. Yeah, they put out a record called. Uh, it was the. Oh my god, what was it called? The health. I mean, they have a song with eight million plays. Oh yeah, no, they they they're great. They had, uh the Disco Four Part One came out around that time and it's a collaboration record they did with like perturbator they did one with 100 gex youth code full of hell soccer mommy uh zuzu like 
the they did a ton of stuff like that. And I don't I don't think this is for me. It probably isn't, but it's it's music that has a steady beat that like you can literally just like pound the pavement step 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 or like, you know, and it that was something that would like I could put that on and crank like a mile out like easy. I don't know about this. I'm reading their uh I'm reading what it says on their Spotify <laughs> and like Every sentence is worse than the one before. I mean, it's not for everybody. It was for me at the time, you know. Sure. Like they did no, a, no. I the, look, the first man, I'm, the first collab they, it. the first collab they did for this like project was with Full of Hell, and like it's crazy. It's great, and I love uh, Full of Hell. See, now I'm seeing what it's uh, what it's compared to, and I get it. They did a fucking, on the new one, Disco 2, Disco 4 Part 2, they did a fucking song with, like, Nine Inch Nails. Like, it's yeah. crazy. Lamb of God, The Body, like, cool right. shit. Liars. Yeah, they're doing, they're doing rad shit, but... Juju. Even if it's not, if you're not into, like, dark dance music, like, it's cool that they, like, will collab with, like, 100 Gex, you know? I don't know who that is, but I like that, uh, that... Tobacco is a uh like a similar artist. I yeah. liked um what was that what was that band? I don't know. Uh, Black Moth Super Rainbow. Oh never never listened. <laughs> oh man, treat treat yourself. <laughs> it's such a weird like 70s drug record. Uh, so um, it's that like sort of lo-fi. Oh my god, it's so good. Like it's uh so good. Yeah, like, like King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard or yeah, whatever. I'm fuck. not into that. Yeah, I'm not into sucks. that. I think everybody here's a thought. Maybe everybody only has the like uh, like ability to take in a one cringe artist, one like truly thing that you would never admit to people that you listen to. The uh yeah, I, I mean I have a lot of cringe no, stuff I, I listen know. to. Look, um, so the reason I asked you the question about singles an hour ago, uh-huh. um, <laughs> there are four singles on this record. I think, I think like there's even more. I was looking at like, right Garden, before we started recording. It, I'm pretty sure it was garden song, Kyoto, I see you. And I know the end. I'm pretty sure those were the four unless that, I'm missing one. No, that makes sense. Um, um but she also did like more than that on like late night shows. Right. She but was on like here's, she did like Moon Song, I think. But here's my question. Uh-huh. Is it only a single if there's like a bigger like financial and artistic double down of like making a video? Like making art. Is like the video uh, what makes it a single? I now. don't think that applies as much today as it used to, right? Uh, for obvious reasons, I guess, just no one playing music videos at the moment. But I think there, that's definitely part, and there's definitely songs that became popular because do you of the think video. Most people don't care about music videos. Do you think most people aren't think, taking in music videos by artists they like? I think compared to the way that used to work. Sure, not even sure, a fraction sure. you yeah know? but i'm not talking about like i'm talking you, you know 
who you follow on Instagram has like a YouTube link to their new video. Yeah, I I think it's it's part of the Do promotional you draw machine. The line there. I mean, I enjoy a music video. Oh, I love a music but video. But we're also from the era where music videos were like ubiquitous with music. That is true. You and know, I so I think age. we're not a great sample size for that. Speaking of showing my age, something that I uh, thought a lot about was that Phoebe Bridgers was like the last new artist that I was like, like really got into. You know what I mean? Really? Got into enough to like, you know have listened to the records thousands of times but <laughs> um yeah it was i feel like everything after this i don't understand yeah i mean i get it um if she's but, only singing to old guys am now, i the target audience i mean uh well speaking of singles though what you said uh kyoto icu kyoto, i know the end of what was the fourth one garden song garden song okay i mean i only so, thought I only thought a garden song because I'm pretty sure the video was just her smoking weed. Okay. Well, three of those four songs are some of the more upbeat songs of the record. I mean, makes sense. Sure. So I think, like, regarding like what makes a single, I think it does usually have to you be know, more up tempo than than slower. Sure. Um, I think, especially lead single, you're gonna want something that. I guess is is more easily digestible. Something Garden that follows. Song was had to have been the lead single on this because I'm pretty think, sure. I think Kyoto was the lead single on this. Man, that would be a wild flex. But the yeah, like it has to represent kind of the whole record within a song in terms of like. I mean, in some cases, I mean, there's definitely stuff like you listen to records sometimes, and you're like, oh, this lead single is like tacked on. Right. Like this, I mean, like that was always kind of the thing with like the old Eminem records. Like you'd get something stupid like uh, Real Slim Shady or something, and then the rest of the record's about like murdering your wife, you know? <laughs> totally different vibe, like really funny, silly, stupid song. And then the other ones are like audio clips of like fake murdering your wife. Like, oh my God, that's but, so like, dark. Even, even like Thursday, like they did Signals Over the Air on War All the Time, and it like does not. It kind of fits the, the lyrical content of the record, but like writing wise, production wise, it's different. Um, you can kind of tell sometimes when like what's supposed to be the single. Um, I I always remember like on the first brand new record they did. You can find it. There's a radio version of Jude Law on the Semester Abroad. Mm -hmm. That's a totally different mix. It's way more compressed. It, I think they cut out like a small guitar part, like it's a few, you know, like twenty seconds shorter or something. Um, there is like a different element to like what deter like determines a single versus an album cut. Hmm. Um, again, I think that line is a lot more blurry today because of just how people are consuming music in general. Um, but like, what what made Motion Sickness the lead single off of uh, like what makes that song? Have a hundred million more plays than any other song. Uh, you know, I mean, it's the most upbeat and like approachable song, right? I mean, I guess it's about like an abusive relationship. You know, like it's a it's a heavy song lyrically, um, but it is upbeat. It is kind of it kind of does set the tone of the record. Uh, it kind of is a good example of her writing style. I think it's a good example of her musical style. 
while still following like a digestible formula of like traditional songwriting in terms of like structure, you know? Hmm. Catchy catchy chorus. It's got a hook. Um nowadays singles are like what will be big on TikTok. <laughs> I still it's still um a connection that I haven't made, thankfully. I mean, as of right now, like the hottest song in the country is that like re like someone literally like auto tuning the news like it's two thousand two of that kid talking about corn. Like Oh, that's what that is. Yeah. And it's it's like that's like the hottest shit right now. And before that was Louis Theroux doing a fake rap song. Like atrocious time for, for what's pop like what's viral trending music right now. Does that just make you old or like Yeah but I don't think it's that disagreeable that this stuff is like bad musically. It's catchy. It's kitschy, it's catchy, it's funny, but it's not like art. <laughs> you Man, know what I, I mean? can't I cannot wait until I'm like when am I gonna die? Sixties? 70s i can't wait until i'm like 70 and like there's not a single band that does like full albums i don't know what i'm gonna do <laughs> it's gonna be a loss i'm gonna be telling my kids about it look what do you think this album got on uh on pitchfork yeah no no one's even doing songs anymore they're just doing like 30 second clips yeah that's it <laughs> you just write a chorus and that's it everything's on hit clips remember hit clips i do oh man um, yeah everything is just like long enough to fit in an instagram story you know what do you think this record did what do you think the uh pitchfork rating was oh i, I think i looked it up it was an 8.7 right 8.7 yeah i mean I, it is I it is great low. this definitely fits into their kind of criteria of what you would expect them to appreciate about it uh i think I think Stranger in the Alps got a seven. Um, but I mean, Stranger in the Alps is a less cohesive record. I will say. Sure. I mean, it's just like sessions, right? That are put together. I don't know if it's sessions, but it's definitely, you know, um, I mean, that's everyone's first record is kind of a little like that in general. Cause, uh, what, what do they say? You have your whole life to write your first record, you know? Right. Um, I mean, but I also, I really love her other projects. I love, like, Better uh, Better Oblivion Community Center is fantastic. There's, There's some, some really songs. good songs off that. There's some songs. Uh, I don't think I like the whole thing. Really? I love the, I love the one, the one single. Uh, Dylan Thomas? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I like that single. I like, I like Chesapeake a lot. Okay. Like sleepwalking. I just don't love the end. It just sort of falls apart at the end. It, it is kind of front loaded. I will agree. Um, what's that one song? Um, fuck. Is it on her thing? Oh man, great. Uh, oh, uh, exception to the rule. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, it's a good song. And then Chesapeake. Ah, well, I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at the lyric, like the actual plays on here and like uh -huh. stuff in the second half of the record still has a lot of everything has over three million plays which is insane the entire record the entire record has over three million plays 
That's insanity. The lowest song is 3.3 million. I love that for her. Uh, I mean, it's fantastic. I mean, are you... I think some of her most played songs are, like, off Boy Genius stuff. Probably. That were was you, a huge record. I mean, that record was huge. And I, there, I, I never listened to it. Really? Uh, again, kind of front-loaded, in my opinion. Uh, the first three songs are amazing. Like, all-timers. Uh, me and my dog, especially. Like, so good. I know that, like, you can't talk about Phoebe Bridgers without talking about um, Julian Baker. I don't know if that's always if that's necessarily true. I just I think I Julian think Baker paved the way in a lot of ways. Maybe I I mean was that first? And if I think, it was first, I think it that couldn't first, have been by that much, right? Um, that first Julian Baker was out a long time. Of course, I just like closed it out. But uh, let's see what I mean. That's the one I heard first. That first uh, Julian Baker, uh, Sprained Ankle came out in 2015. 2015. And and Phoebe Bridgers, I think she might have put out like the Killer EP in 2015. Yeah, Killer is also from 2015. Oh, okay. So these are these are careers evolving simultaneously. More or less, uh, yeah. Just I mean, Smoke Signals and Motion Sickness didn't come out as singles until 2017. Mm. Uh which is also when Stranger in the Alps came I out just, later that uh, year. So. I, the the only reason I I started listening to Phoebe Bridgers was because because uh, Mitch Mitchell told me to because nice. I was talking about Julian Baker. And I mean, he he's, said, he's, a, he's a guy with he good might taste. Like this. You know? Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, the first the first Phoebe Bridgers stuff came out on six one three one, which is insane. <laughs> it is the first uh, Julian Baker stuff. Julian Baker, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that I is think, truly I think so. insane. I think home because home homeboy was managing her, right? Who's homeboy? Guy who in sixty one thirty one. Oh, maybe. But mm. uh, I think "Sprained Ankle" is like a perfect song. I I love that song. Yeah, it's a great song. But it's, I mean, you know, it it scratches that same like deep, deep emotional itch. Then there's few things that do. Yeah. What uh? What's your favorite song off Punisher? I see you. Yeah, yeah. I go back and forth between I see you and and I see the end a lot. Okay. Uh, the very end of I see the end, I'm sort of I not I don't love. Okay. Uh, but you know, if you cut that song right before the screaming, I'm I'm all in. <laughs> Apparently um, that's a, that was like her favorite part. She was like, "I needed a, like there was a bunch of things that she had on a checklist, right? That like weren't finished on the like weren't on the album yet, and like she threw it all kind of into that, like gang vocals, screaming, uh, like a ton of other stuff was talks all talks a lot about alien abduction on this record. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. Well, well, there's a Do lot of like dissociation in general, <laughs> maybe. Uh, a lot of dissociation stuff on here, a lot of like mental health stuff, a lot of... A lot of unloading about your dad stuff, I feel yeah, that. a lot of that. Uh, I, I do enjoy the song uh, about her drummer, <laughs> about like breaking up with her drummer. Oh, yeah. Um, Marshall. I do He's like a big, like, a big, like, he writes almost all the songs, right, with her? Uh, I think they've been bandmates for a while, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I like, uh, I like that there's a lot of tie-ins between the first record and this record. Like, um, 
the ending of You Missed My Heart is the beginning of DVD menu. Like it no flows. fucking way. Yeah, you could play them like back to back and it would like flow. Should we like, should we do that? Should we do it live on pod? <laughs> should we do Should we do it? Should we do it? <laughs> we, we have the technology. I, do we? I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. Oh, I, I guess I, if you cue the next song. I could probably make that happen. Let's let's say here. I want to experience this. this let's play the last like thirty minutes, thirty seconds of "You Miss My Heart." Sort of. Apparently that's how she wrote it. They're supposed to go together. So I don't I don't know if I buy that. I mean, sure, fine. That sounds awesome. That's a cool thing. If, if cool, I don't know if I buy it, but I'm just listening to this on headphones, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, you can definitely hear it like swirling around in the background a little bit. I don't know. Uh, that is one thing, though, I got to say about this record. For for better or... It's a little bit of better and worse situation. There's too much of her explaining her lyrics out in the world. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think... I think it, when you write those kind of lyrics, the kind of lyrics people sit in a dark room and, like, <laughs> sway to, like, I think that's part of the well, gig, right? She's done a few, like, Twitter, ask me anything kind of yeah, things where she's that's like... too many tell me a lyric and I'll tell you what it's about. Mm-hmm. And, and also she's done like, mo- like looking this up on like genius for the mm-hmm. lyrics, almost every single line has an explanation. And you most know- of them are like verified or like verified by her. And she, I think there's a 10 minute video of her explaining, like, I know the end. And it's like, there's no mystique a little bit you know I, and like the I stuff mean, that is kind of vague look, is, she explains if you um which is why i know why like that you know she's like oh i like i like that the song the albums are cohesive together because they like run into each other i think and- i think that it takes a really um confident artist to give that much to their fans oh no i agree um, I mean, there's bands out there who like will say like I'll never explain my lyrics. Oh yeah, you know, there's I a mean, lot like, of those. I don't know that I've ever written anything that I would care to like go over publicly. You know what they're I mean? like, like they're like tattoos. You know, they're either really stupid oh or really intimate. <laughs> Did we just go full circle? We just circled back. back. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, I, if I, I think. I think Chinese were, Satellite is my favorite song on here. Yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> um, that whole, I mean, look, I, I've never, I can confidently say I've never put this record on and not finished it unless, like, that was not an option. You know what I mean? Unless yeah. something came up. Like, yeah, yeah. I've never, um, I don't know. I like that Graceland 2 
is between ICU and I know the end. Mm-hmm. Like bring it up, bring it down, bring it back up. Um, Save your complex is great. Halloween's great. Like that whole, you know, first four, five, five songs. I mean, does the LP start on Moon Song? I don't know. Because that would that would make sense. It would make, it would make sense. Yeah. That's like a. That's definitely a midway point. Do you think? Uh, do you think it sequenced well? Yeah, I a hundred percent. I, I, I like, think so as well. There's a little lull in the middle that uh-huh. that I I love. Oh, you like so, that? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I think it's okay to bring it down for a while in the middle. You know what I mean? I think yeah, it's okay yeah, to set, settle into something. I think that's a good way. Like talking albums wise, I think it's good to start the B side with some with some slow shit. Right, like you really hammer it out in the beginning, and then you chill it. We flip the record, you calm down a little bit, and you ramp it back up. You know, right? But I mean, how many people are enjoying this record on vinyl in the in the grand scheme of Phoebe Bridgers fans? You know, I mean, hopefully a lot. I mean, that's feel like that's what it's you know. That feels like the only proper vehicle. I mean, besides like Spotify, which everybody's using. Yeah. But like, that sounds like number two, right? Did I you hope. listen to the? Um, did you listen to the the other the like companion strings only record? No, I did not. Very I didn't know good. that was a thing. Yeah, it's very good. Is it? Yeah. What? Where I mean, is uh, that, don't is you it? like? Isn't your favorite part of Chinese satellites where everything? drops out uh for just the choruses or just the strings kind of i like when it says like but i know that's impossible and like yeah. kicks back in so like that good. little that little like one note dropout is so is like my favorite part on the whole record i think <laughs> it's like moby uh she has so many singles on here though we, we complain about that a lot like there's like no, three di- with three different kyoto remixes oh yeah all right i mean uh look uh, she did chinese satellite live from sound city i need to listen to that um but you know she did a song for the minions (laughs) movie (laughs) she does she does do a lot of projects i think she covered that bo burnham song i don't want to i don't want to make assumptions about someone's career at all Mm -hmm. but i think that like you know after you make like a truly amazing piece of art, like Punisher, mm-hmm. you can kind of like, all right, I can do the commercial stuff now. Like yeah, it doesn't no, matter. You know I mean, it's, I've, it's cool I've that done, she's. I've done two flawless records. I mean, it like, says a lot that she got asked to do that stuff. Hundred percent. You know, as it grew, holy shit. <laughs> holy I mean, that's shit. that's, that's the big times. You know. Uh, uh, do you do you think uh, this might be weird to say, but do you? What do you think separates her from kind of that, like the boy genius crew that she kind of came up within? I don't know anything about it. I mean, I, I kind of fell off. Oh, with, oh, boys! I thought I thought we I thought you were talking about a band. No, um, no, I mean like Lucy I mean, Dacus, yeah, yeah, a band and, that she wasn't. Yeah, and, yeah. and and like um, Julian Baker. Like, look, I know I'm Julian like, Baker's huge, right? But I, I don't think she's huge in the way. That Phoebe Bridgers is right now. Sure. And I know and like I Lucy Dacus think... just played with good friends of the pod hop along, I think, right? right? In in uh Central Park, and that's you know, that's not nothing. 
Sure. I think, I think, um, I think of all of them, the Lucy Dacus record is probably the one I go to the least, but probably only because, um, I don't know. I, I, I didn't listen to it as much. I also didn't listen to the boy genius stuff. I think like, you know, probably when that record came out, um, I had, you know, there was a lot spinning at the time. There's not a yeah. lot of room, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I have yeah. room for like two albums to be obsessed with at a time. The what was the other one you were obsessed with at the time? I don't know. I was trying to remember. The probably yeah, I, I, probably I a, a re oh um uh it was a re-listen to uh um Copeland in oh, motion. God. That was the other <laughs> Jesus. Sorry. Um I'll spare you the drop, but the, yeah, I think the Julian Baker, like, I think when she put out what Little Oblivions, I think was her most recent record. For some reason, I didn't listen to that, but I listened to the part of the remix record that she put out afterwards. Right. Yeah, uh, she did, uh, I think Jesu did a cover or did a remix of it. And it's really good. Yo, I sort of like, um, did you ever listen to Haley Bonar? No. You should. Um, she put out a record called I want to say it's called Hometown because Hometown was the first song on it, but I'll get back to with you the thing. But she also put out a really great like pop record. Um and then did I want to say did a record with Jay Sue. Okay. And like it was good, and then she never went back to make another record. So huh. weird. JC's got a wild catalog, hundred percent. Um, Impossible Dream. The uh, Haley Bonar record was called Impossible Dream. It came out in two thousand sixteen. Okay. Um, anything else to say about Punisher? No, I think <laughs> I've said everything. Look, I think you've said I can, enough. It's one of those things I could talk about forever. Um, but like, there's no need. It's. Uh, if you love it, you love it. I've only found a couple people who are like, it's so boring. And I'm like, I don't understand how you can yeah, get bored. I'm definitely of like not beauty, in that but... camp. It's just hard for me to fit something into the activities that I mainly listen to music during. Right. You know, and like this, I, I wouldn't say it's not driving music, but it's like maybe driving at night music. Sure. You know? Sure. Uh, but it's also like not driving at night while I'm sleepy music either, though. Wow. You know? <laughs> that so, saves the day. Can't slow down. Everyone oh, knows big that. facts. Big facts. Um, but this was also great. I'm drinking a beer on the, you know, fucking porch swing at the lake house. Music. I found it was great. Like, I have five or six people over music. Oh, it's definitely good. Like, get together of a back like uh you know background of a get together song list you know get a little drunk start singing along no okay none of that happened but (laughs) i think we should end here uh daniel what where can people find you how do you transition to the end (laughs) it's not that easy right yeah i kind of yeah this is a circling back episode uh so it just get the word out about our podcast uh it's the best way to get you know new people into it tell your friends if you dig it share it online 
write a review, give us five stars. I found out that even a negative review is better than no review. Is that? Did we get a so, negative review? No. Don't I'm give us a negative saying, review. No, I'm just saying a negative review is better than no review. I don't think that's true. Ooh, uh, any any publicity is good publicity. Not not to my. Uh, well, my heart. <laughs> it was good seeing y'all again. Have a great night. Oh boy, bye bye. But that's impossible. I want to believe that if I go outside, I see a tractor.